We are live. We are here. The prettiest Negro to walk the earth. The greatest voice ever to speak is now talking to you. What's going on? Shout out to everybody who's listened to the podcast live. Shout out to everybody who has been following this movement, who has no other entertaining recreational purposes to listen to or do in these hours and turns to me. Um, as always, I shall commence this podcast with a quote to a song, to a ballad, to a melody that really did have me in my fields, really did have me looking at the world very, very differently. And today is going to come from a young man who's from somewhere below the Mason-Dixon line. I have no idea where this little dreadheaded Negro is from. He has a song that he remixed. He remixed the song, which was actually sung by another fellow dreadhead. And the song is called The Light. And the young man in question, Jacques, my younger brother is actually named Jacques. He remixed it, and instead of saying, let's have sex, he said, I want to have sex. And there is a stark difference between those two messages. True be told, when I was listening to the song today, it wasn't like it wasn't like his version was that much more profound. His verses in the song were pretty basic, but I guess, I don't know, like, I guess it's just, it's just for... It's just the way he did it. I just like, I want to have sex. Hey, listen, I'm going to tell y'all, some of these verses that I quote at the beginning of this podcast, they're not going to be as lyrically magnificent and, and metaphorically intronistic, whatever that last word I said means. And they're not going to be that deep. Sometimes it's going to be my feels, and I want to listen to some, I want to have sex. Dun, 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 dun. And I ain't gonna lie, when I went to the gym a few hours ago, he went on my boxing bag, you feel he was beating the bag up. I had had an encounter with a young lady earlier today, and it kind of brought back some feels. And I, me being in the gym, I'll talk, talk about that later. But anyway, what's been going on? Shout out to everybody who's listening to the podcast. Um,. I want to just dive right into this topic that I want to talk about and the motivation for this topic. It comes from a few things. It comes from me watching a clip of love and hip hop, New York. No, I do not watch that show often. In fact, I very rarely watch that show. I only watch the clips of it because Joe Budden is on the show. I happen to be a dedicated fan to Joe Budden's movement, his podcast. Never really been a fan of his music, but I love his voice. I love his opinion on things. Sometimes, sometimes I think he's he he dumping he jumping off the deep. Sometimes he sometimes he swim a little bit too far into the deep end. Other times when he brings it right back to the shore, I'm like, okay, I agree. I can see where the logic is at. You know, not all bald headed niggers think alike. You know, but the motivation for this topic, you know, the one I put in the topic, how weaker males move, was because there's a video that's. Not going viral, but it's just like where everybody's talking about it. It's this clip he had where him and Safari, which for those who don't know who Safari is, his he's Nicki Minaj's former boyfriend. They were together for dumb long, like 10 years, 8 years, some crazy-ish, like before she was famous. He ended up becoming like a personality and a rapper. He got a little follow and females love him and it's supposedly humongous penis. And, and they had an argument. He... Joe Budden got into an argument with him and was berating him 
in this last week's episode, last night's episode, he got into arguing with him, and in the two-minute clip of them arguing, that went viral because Joe Budden's known to be, to, to when he gets aggravated, to be very um, dem- demonst- demonstrative, demonst- demonstrative, I'll say demonstrative. He's known to be very, very loud, very, very uh, attention-drawing, to say the least, when he gets mad. And he yelled and screamed and told him he'd leave his face in the sand. He pointed his fingers like this. I don't know what I don't know what gang sign this is. He from Jersey. If this is a gang sign in Jersey, shout out to all the niggas out there in Jersey. Please DM me and let me know what does this what does this mean? Is this Love Vice Vice Love Lincoln Village? I don't know. But he berated him very, very aggressively. And the motivation was because Safari flew out. They all went to, and our, the whole cast went to this island for resort, like vacation type ish. Safari flew out this female that used to date Joe Budden's current fiance. And Joe Budden felt a certain type of way because two weeks prior, he told Safari, Hey, if you're going to bring her to the, to the beach, let me know because my family's coming too. And I don't want to, you know, let me know what's going on to give me a head up. Apparently, Safari didn't give him a head up and he just flew flew, flew her in, whatever, whatnot. And so Joe Budden reacted, overreacted because of that. Now, this is one of the most stupidest reasons to overreact. In fact, it's retarded that I even have to explain this to you. The reason why this motivated me to talk about how weaker males move, how weaker, how weaker males operate is because if you watch the clip and you see Joe Budden calling this a B word, hey, I, I'm going to leave you in the sand. It's going to go a different way. You better watch your mouth. I'm going to stick an elephant nose up your ass. When you hear him say all these things over disrespect to how he took it, him and his fiance, because he was like, how are you going to bring her here while we're going on our vacation? I can't help, but I can't help, but recall when, Three to four and a half weeks ago, the game brought up Joe Budden's current fiance, Sin Santana, and said he fucked her and he made a video with her and was ripping off her buttons and the playoff of words for Joe Budden's name, Joe Budden. So, and Joe Budden's response to that was just, you know, hey, this is retarded, more or less. I don't want no smoke, et cetera, et cetera. It's retarded and I'm above all this. But when it came to Safar. The contra- what I the, why that did why that dis- I bring that up because the energy in the energy in those two situations was totally different, but the game situation was obviously more disrespectful because you're bringing up this man's wife in a song. You're disrespecting. You're talking about how you was fucking her. How you gonna release a sex tape of you fucking her? But you probably did. He probably did. He probably did have sexual inter- intercourse with her. You know, in that rap hip hop world. All of them sleeping with the same 17 girls. Like, is they, they all pass them the same girls. Same class. Ain't but four or five classes. If they ain't, but, ain't but two and a half classes. Ain't but two and a half classes, third and fourth period in the school of girls they fucking in hip-hop. I'm telling you that right now. So, I bring that up because I didn't like how Joe Budden got, went off on Safari for simply bringing his, his current fiance's ex to the island. But you didn't have that same energy for the game. When he talked about fucking your future wife, your fiance, and saying how he's going to release a sex tape, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. That's disrespectful. That's that's disrespectful. That's disrespectful on so many levels. You should have that same energy. Have that been my fiance, my girl, I would have told him either you're going to take that song off that record and give a public apology or you got to you got to see me. 
we got to meet at the gym. We got to meet at Sack Pals. We got to meet at Guerrero's Boxing Gym. We got to meet somewhere. We're going to have to see me. We're going to have to get these hands. Just off some, just off some man shit. Because as a man, it's my job to protect my woman's honor. It's my job to make her feel safe. And truth be told, a lot of y'all know this. Girls know, like, girls like when guys do that ish like that. Girls want to feel protected. Like, Sin might not be overreacting about the game situation right now. I noticed how when the Joe situ in the situation between Joe and Safari, she was like, you know, this is why I like. I actually, this is why I liked about Joe. He's so aggressive and he's so aggressive and he's passionate. He's so protective of me. She want to hear that in all scenarios. If she felt, if she wanted, if she said, I like it right now. She like if she liked that right now. But when the interaction between him and Safari. Then I know for a fact she wanted it in that interaction between him and the game when this man's talking about fucking her and bending her over and how she gonna release his he gonna release his sex tape, etc. 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 She wants that same thing. And I don't know, man. I just whether if Joe Budden back down because the game is six foot five, pretty good shape on top of that, is surrounded by some dudes who we are who we suspect are really with the shits. And Safari's maybe five foot six at best, so maybe that's why you overacting Safari versus overacting on the game. You know, who knows? I think that's why. I bring this up because this is something I talked about, and I made it. I made it. I made a video about this on Snapchat, and I didn't get a clear answer from anybody about it, so I'm bringing it up on the podcast now. Do you think, as a male, it is a sign of weakness? to choose your own battles. And the reason why I bring that up is because in the situation between Joe Budden and Safari, to me, that's a sign of choosing your own battles. Joe Budden is 6'1", Safari 5'6". Safari is this soft, gentle guy who's known for being the jokester, the kind of corny type of dude who's in the parties, making videos about him dancing with his penis, etc. Et like, He's somebody who the average guy would try to mark out, as they say in Southern California. He's somebody who's, who the average person would be like, oh, I can, I can take him. He a mark. I, I knock him off. He a mark. So I feel that's why Joe Budden felt comfortable to talk to him like that, to get crazy and belligerent with him like that. I don't think he could come to game with that same energy. I don't think I think he knows in his heart he can't approach game with that same energy, with that same with that same mindset because. Game for one, six five in good shape. He probably no game if they got met them and met in the ring. If they got in the boxing ring, game would really knock him the f out. And to me, first off, scientifically by scientific law, it is natural for you to say, "I can't win a fight with this male. I'm not going to approach him." But this guy, I can fuck him up. For surely, so I'm gonna talk crazy to him, and this is something I hate about black males. This is the one factor, the one trait of Negro males that I have always detested since I was a child. A lot of males do this; they choose their battles. They might not fight six foot nine Big Bob, but they're gonna fight five foot four Kevin. They not gonna they gonna choose they gonna choose this they gonna choose the easiest prey. They gonna choose the easiest the easiest line to bite on. That's normal for all males. I don't like it when black men do it because when black men do it, oh, we got to put on a show. Oh, we got to put on a show. We got to tell our niggas about it. We're going to call you all a bunch of bitches and shit. I was at a nightclub three and a half months ago. 
this Asian dude, well, after I left the nightclub, I went to this pizza spot that is adjacent to the nightclub. So when I went to the pizza spot, there was this Asian dude. He lost his phone there. So he saw this dude, this other black dude sitting at the table, right? The dude had two phones in his hand, so he thought he might have took his phone. So he came up and kind of like pressed him a little bit. Not pressed him, but he was kind of like, you know, hey, is that my phone? So I, from what I saw, he wasn't disrespectful about it. The nigga got disrespectful as shit. You bitch-ass nigga. Fuck you, nigga. I ain't take your fucking phone, nigga. You fuck-ass nigga. You bitch-ass nigga. I know hitters too, nigga. I know hitters too. He talking to this little Japanese boy dressed like Pharrell, 2005 Pharrell. This boy ain't with no action like that. He don't understand that type of language. I, I hopped in the middle of it. I was like, hey, bro, man. Bro, you don't have to disrespect him like that. Don't talk to him like that. Nigga, nigga this nigga accusing me of stealing you. I'm like, bro, I understand he accusing you of stealing you if you didn't steal the phone. Don't talk to him like that. Now, come to find out the boy did the, the, boy did the thing on his phone where you can search for your phone. Come to find out it was in his friend's purse. So he was in the wrong. But at the same time, I didn't like how the black dude was just coming at him like, you bitch-ass nigga, fuck-ass nigga, you bitchin'-ass nigga. I know niggas too, nigga. I know niggas too. This nigga ain't brought up one word. This nigga ain't say shit to you about knowing niggas outside the pizza place. What are you talking about? Like, why are you trying to make a scene like that? That's what I've always hated about black men. They do that. So now you could ask me and say, have you, have you chosen your battles? Did you choose your battles wisely? I never had the option of choosing my battles. I never did. I never did because for a long time in my life, I was bullied. And when I got to a point in my life where I was ready to fight back, when I was ready to stand up for myself, I didn't have the option of being able to say, I'm going to beat the 5'4", nigga. I'm going to beat the 5'3", nigga. I'm going to beat the 5'2", nigga. I always, I always had to fight him. And then his homeboy would happen because... His homeboy had kicked his ass multiple times, so he's like, "How can this little, this little gay looking, little gay looking, uh, little pretty boy nigga think he can, he can whoop my nigga who whoop my ass? I gotta see, I gotta test myself out too." So, I never had that luxury. There have been moments, of course, like I think, like I might joke on some dude because who might, who I feel like I'm prettier than or whatever, whatnot, just try to get a scene. But even then, like, like I said, I just, I never, when it came to physical altercation and physical fights. I never had the option of being able to choose my own battles because all the battles were coming to me. I never, and that's why I don't respect that. I had to fight. I didn't have the option of just being able to beat up everybody who's 5'4", 5'2", 5'3", 5'1". I had to tangle with niggas who was 6'2". I'm 6'1", but I had to tangle with niggas who was 6'3", 6'4", 6'5". I had to hop. I had to do it. Sometimes to my detriment, sometimes to my benefit. It happens. And I think that's why even now as an adult, size, fighting bigger males doesn't scare me. Because for, for one, like... I'm a, I'm I'm tall enough to where you have to be really tall and really big to intimidate me. I got to be honest with you. And even then, I'm going to fight you because as man as my history as my history, me being somebody who was bullied, I'm not going to be bullied. I'm not going to be disrespected. Had that have been my woman that the gang was talking about on the record saying that he was fucking her, giving her nine whatever inches of dick and shit and, and all this and making a song about her, I'd have pressed him. I'd have said, either you're going to take that song off that album or you're going to see me in a boxing ring. I don't know what boxing ring we got to meet up at. You are going to see me and I'm going to beat the be- I'm gonna beat that beard off you. That's how I handle it. One thing about me when it comes to women, when it comes the thing about me when it comes to having a woman is like, and I'm just now learning this about myself from like prior interactions with women maybe like a few weeks ago honestly it's like I am so big on respect I am so big on respect particularly when it comes to my woman when it comes to some because I feel like when a woman's with you she's she's supposed 
A woman should feel protected. I'm gonna be honest with you. A woman should feel protected. Should feel protected. Not yeah, she can like you because you cute and you all etc. You got a cute voice and you chocolate etc. etc. You know it is what it is. She can like you for all that, and that's fine. That's adorable. Hey, hey, hey! All peace and chicken grease. That's amazing. But at the same time, she should know that if anybody even looks at her the wrong way, disrespects her, grabs her on the ass, presses up on her, she should know. She should know that. Oh, he gonna press. Oh, he gonna press the issue. Oh, he gonna press the issue. He gonna protect me. He gonna save me. And that's just that's just me. That's just me. And, and you know, hey, man, and it, it is sometimes, man. You know, it be times like I said, though. You know, you know, a guy, you know, a guy, girl get pressed by, do get pressed by a dude and the girl. You know, hey. All I'm saying is, and this is why I'm in the. This is why I'm boxing every day. This is why I'm jogging every day. This is why I'm doing my best to stay in good shape. I can't let anybody. I'm not gonna let fear di- dictate a man. I'm not gonna let fear dictate my movements when it comes to. When it comes to setting the standard for how much respect I'm supposed to receive, or how much my woman, how much respect my woman's supposed to receive, that's just me. And you know, hey, it is what it is, you know. And I don't know. I so I asked you guys, I guess, to ask that same thing: Is it why? Is it why is it choosing battles or cowardice? On a scientific level, it's wise to choose your battles because you see even lions. Hell, lions will attack a, a lions will. It's like the same thing about jumping. Generally speaking, it's frowned upon to jump people, but at the same time, it's so common because that is one of the most that is one of the most basic instincts of being an animal. Period. Lions jump niggas. Monkeys are jump. Monkeys are jumping nigga. No, no, I can't say that. Lions are jump niggas. Hyenas jump niggas. Lions and hyenas hate each other, but they still jump each other. Like they jump niggas. Like they'll jump a they'll jump a larger sized creature that they can't handle on their own. I guess I think when you fighting humans, it's a little bit different because I feel like if you're a small male, you can take down a bigger male if you know what you're doing. If you if you know what you're doing, um, you know, I don't know, man. I, that's just something that just messed with me. So that's just something I had to get off my chest. So that's that first topic: how weaker how weaker males move. Um, the next thing I want to talk about is this is an interaction I had with this girl earlier today. There was a girl I saw in the store store earlier today, and you know, I um, me and her talked, and it was a cool conversation. We left and whatever, whatnot, and there's some history between us. Not romantic, but you know, I hope to. And it kind of really made me kind of think about why rejection hurts so much. I guess I think the reason why rejection bothers you so much when it happens is because in that moment. The person who's rejecting you makes you feel like the rejection makes you forget like how valued you are, how worthy you are. Like the rejection makes you forget how much you bring to the table if somebody dates you. You know, like not to my own horn. I know I'll come off a little cocky, but I'm cocky because I'm in an entertainment. I'm in an industry where, you know, hell, those though I'm cocky just because I'm cocky. I get called cute so many times. I get called cute by all be the be a beautiful fat obese average i get called cute by all types of women how pretty i am how beautiful beautiful my voice sound my radio voice all these things i hear it all the time 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 but when i get rejected i it always makes me feel like none of that happened before 
You know what I mean? Like, they, like none of that happened before. Like, none of that, none of that is on record. Like, none of that has been said to me before. Like, and half the time I've been rejected. Half the time, most of the time, when I get rejected by girls, I pull pretty. I have pulled prettier women than all the women that have rejected me. I'll be honest with you. I'm just keeping one with you. Now I've been rejected by some cute ones too, as well. But generally speaking, I've made some comebacks. But in that moment when it happens, you forget. What's been what's been what's been helping me get over that get over rejection easily is because I take time for me personally. I take time to look and I take time to do like a to imagine in my imagination look in the mirror and realize like damn bro like I'm a sexy pretty nigga like why am I getting pressed over this girl and you know in those moments where you find a girl and you really like her and you're really attracted to her and you vibe when you think she's pretty and she's all this and she's got that vibe that you like that talk that you talk you like like you know. You're going to feel pressed because it's like, you know, you feel like, why was not good enough? And truth be told, every girl that's ever rejected you, there was at least eight other people that were good enough. You know, you're just not, you're just not, it it ain't nine, it's eight. You you, you wish it was nine, (laughs) you know, so, and it happens. I think how you get, how you get over it, how you get over it is how you get over it. Just remember, you know, how I get over it is just. I get over my rejections is I just remember, like I said, I. I just remember all the women who have like, who have expressed desire for me. I remember the fact that I don't go more than four or five days without somewhere, whether I'm at the club or whether I'm at this at work, somebody saying how pretty I am, how cute I am. So I just go off of that, you know, or how light, nice my voice sounds. So I just go off of that. And that, that's what keeps, that's what keeps me kind of, um, afloat, keeps my confidence afloat. Um, it's, it's just life, man. You know, you Rejection is a part of life. Rejection is a part of the process that we go through in life. Um, I, you know, it's just, it's just, it's just, it is what it is. You just got to deal with it. You know, when you, when you are getting rejected, if you're in the process of getting rejected, one thing I can tell you is just in that moment, don't forget what you bring to the table. Don't forget what other people have said about you. Don't forget, don't forget your greatness. Don't forget your greatness. It's take time. Like, you know, it's like, hey, I'm dope. Hey, I'm a dope nigga. So, hey, yeah, hey. Now, my phone is on 13%. I was going to review the green book. I'm still watching. I got like 20 more minutes of the film. But with that being said, I got to get out of here. But much love, peace, and chicken grease. Thank you for listening. Thank you for being part of the family. This is the People's Spread Ass Podcast.